I'm stuck in the chicken coop. Oh man. Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey friends, this is Annette, and this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're gonna talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Farmily. How are you doing today? I hope you are so, so good. We are here chatting with you about springtime. All right. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Everything is hopping out here. There's lots of blooming things. And then today I walked by the blueberries and the bumblebees were just like out. They are so excited because there's so many blooms on the blueberries. Um, It's really fun. And it was great weather today. So I am a happy person right now as we record our podcast. Woohoo. Woohoo. But as we prepare to plant and do all the awesome things that this time of year brings, uh, we are also kind of having to do a lot of work in the garden, apart from the work of planting. And that is working on our garden beds. Again. Again. I think we've talked about this some, maybe a little bit over the years, but let me tell you what, let me, let me tell you a fun little story of when we first started our garden. So. Okay. The first time we started our garden, we decided finally where to put our garden. Um, I suggest if you're looking to start a garden, you decide like what area gets the most sunshine. There's like, you know, you know, like what the water does when it rains, like just figure out a good spot. So we figured out a good spot. It's actually down below our house in the front of our house. I think most people do a garden in the back for us. It worked out in the front and that's what we did. Well, at first we were going to do like mounds of dirt which was, and then amend it so to be for it to be nice soil and do kind of like an in-ground gardening, but in mounds, right? Isn't that yeah. what you, you first did? Like yeah, like mounds? raised beds, rounded mounds. Yeah, because yeah, I think sometimes people say raised bed, but that doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be like a box or something built. It could be raised soil. That's right. Right, because that helps with drainage, all those things. Well, that's what we first did. Yay, we had our nice little mounds in our garden. Happy, happy. We did that like for the first year. Um... Well, then I became a victim of looking at too many pictures on the internet. That's accurate. It's accurate. And I I will admit, right? And I don't want you to fall into the same trap. (laughs) I want you to determine what method of gardening is best for you, for like the, the financials that you have, the location you have, all those things. Don't just try to copy something on Pinterest. I do not recommend that. That is what I wanted to do. Let's make a pretty garden. Now, there's a lot of reasons to do some of these things, which we'll talk about. But I decided I wanted raised beds like the ones that are like actually built out of a material. So, (laughs) poor Jared. I feel like Jared always with my projects. So, think about this. Think about a plot or an area of land with mounds, okay? Mm-hmm. Now think about having to bring in wood to build something around those mounds. Okay, thinking. Versus just building a garden bed, setting it, and then filling it. Mm. That's what we did. We went backwards. So poor Jared is out there. I have pictures of him trying to figure out how to reconfigure 
the soil into like actually well laid out mounds so he could then come in and build these garden beds around the soil. That was our first fail, number one. Don't you think? Garden fail. I mean, we were working with what we got. No, I know. But I'm saying if we had thought it like, I know. (laughs) Did you say blame Pinterest? Yeah. (laughs) Fine. All right, fine. We blame Pinterest. But that is what we did. And then Jared was really awesome. And I really think you did a really great layout. I can't take any credit for that. You really spaced out like the adequate like layout of what we would need, what we could fit in the space we had, like the width of the rows. So you could like push a wheelbarrow, all those fun things. But when it came to doing all this, I mean, this wasn't when lumber was pricier like it is now. But it was still so pricey. Like, right? Yeah. So we decided that instead of doing cedar, which most would recommend because it can withstand the elements and all those things, we went with untreated pine. Versus treated pine. Right. Which is very tempting and will last a long time. But there are some who have concerns I guess we would be in the camp of some. Yeah. That it will leach into the soil and affect the bacteria and organisms in the soil, which affects your produce, which ultimately affects you. So we said, let's go with pine. We know it's going to rot, but let's see how long it lasts. So that was five years ago, and it has lasted. I mean, the lasting has... (laughs) It's, it's, it's ended its lasting. It's ended its lasting. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to phrase that. The lasting somebody, has ended. That's what I'll say. The lasting has ended. Yeah, I actually had somebody at Home Depot when I was picking up the wood the other day um, ask me, how long does this last? And I said, five years tops. Yeah. So we built all our garden beds. We have a 24-bed raised garden out of untreated pine. And now five years later... They are legit falling apart. <laughs> yeah. In lots of places, right? Pretty much, pretty much rotten through and through. Oh, boy. And we decided, you know, the first time it was, what can we afford? And this next time is, what, what can we can afford? We afford? <laughs> Let's go with untreated pine again. <laughs> and I think one of the reasons is you, it's hard to find cedar that's not just one inch thick. And I don't really trust that over long 10 to 20 foot spans, which is how long our beds are. So even if I found cedar that was affordable, I'd want it thick, like one and a half to two inches thick, like a two by four. And that would be super expensive. (laughs) Yeah, it's just no joke. So, you know, we thought, all right, let's. And so I thought, let's leave the existing beds up. Let the ground and worms and bacteria and moisture continue to eat at that layer. I'll wrap these again with a second layer. And uh, see what happens. Hopefully give us like five more five more years. I think but, if we can get five plus years. Can I go through the processes of what we try yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna talk about like what yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what why do a raise better? What is it? What does it mean? Yeah, so I actually I wouldn't recommend doing this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I would I would disagree. So you you give your pitch, I'll give mine. Yeah. It's not it's it's a work, it's extra work. Like if you want some sexy garden that you can take pictures of. I mean, we put gravel in between all our stuff. It's like, if you want that, yeah, it's just a lot of extra work, which we chose. But for most folks, it's like, just put 
wood chips and let them break down and break into soil and then bring in your tiller and retill the whole garden every season and re-rake their mounds. I mean, that's what I did growing up. So this is the first like swanky, bougie garden that <laughs> I've ever You're been hilarious. a part of. But along the way, we thought, all right, after we put them in, do we want them just the natural wood color? Or do we stain them? We decided, hey, staining them might actually help them more from the sun and rain. So we stained all the outside, not the insides. And uh, that lasted for a while. Then we started to notice a little decay. And so two years ago, we said, all right, let's restain them. So we stained them again with like a thicker, more durable stain. First time was brown, started to turn gray. This time we did like more of a black. And um, yeah, I mean, it probably preserved them a little bit longer. But uh, this time around, I mean, I think we're going some pretty natural, right? Like yeah. just seal them, don't even stain them. Yeah. So yeah, I actually like that plan. So, I mean, they're going to look nice. It's, it's work, definitely though. nice. Like but, it's work. Like it's Jared's work. redoing yeah. all our beds, all the outs, like. Yeah, new boards, new everything. So, it's but I mean, I think it's good to be um, honest about like the work that goes into some of these things. And so, like Jared said, yes. So with with raised garden, raised bed gardening versus in ground gardening. You know, in ground gardening, the traditional method that you know everyone's done for years and years, and farmers have done in directly in the ground, gives you the advantage that you're not restricted to a certain layout. You're not restricted to a a box um, and you're not confined to having to grow in that exact same spot every year. You know, you can move it around. You have the flexibility of that. You also have the flexibility of if you're planting something like watermelon or pumpkins or things that really like vine out and have like a lot of space, a raised bed might not be as conducive to that. So there, there are a lot of reasons to do in-ground gardening. What I will say though is, you know, what if the quality of your soil to begin with is not great? Let's say you live somewhere that has just absolutely clay for soil. You would have to really start working at building the soil. Like Jared said, add, adding natural matter, letting it break down. Let's say adding cardboard, you know, building up the layers to really get that soil. And I would actually say you don't want to till it every year because then you're disrupting that natural ecosystem that you have built to try to get all that nice, you know, bacteria growing, all those good things. So, that's fair. I'm just, so it just, you know, <laughs> that's one of the things with in-ground you have to really kind of be careful for. Now, you might live in the most amazing place with the absolutely best soil. Hey, go for it. Start grounding, like gardening in-ground. <laughs> Don't go through all the trouble. But a raised bed can give you a little bit of options. So if your soil isn't great, right, you want to maybe be able to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You want to be able to control maybe a little more exactly what is in your soil and what you have you know, put in it. You do a raised bed, you know what you put in there. You know what you've got to start with. Um, also, if drainage is an issue, like a raised bed allows for better drainage and sometimes it'll actually you know, keep the things in there um, alive longer because the ground is colder, but... Also, a raised bed can dry out more, like because it drains so well that yeah, maybe it doesn't retain moisture as well as if you plant in ground. So, yes, I think a raised bed, you know, if you live, let's say, in a neighborhood and you want a space in the back and you want to have some garden space, I do think a raised bed is nice because you can kind of keep everything contained. Weeding might be easier in terms of pest control. If it is raised up off the ground, that might help with some things. I mean, so there's, you can argue back and forth a million ways, but 
Well, obviously, I mean, we ended up with the ra- we ended up with the raised beds. Well, here's what I was going to say, and then you can you can go. No method, I think, is one for all. I actually think it's great to incorporate different methods of gardening into the space you have. You know, you can add some pots in the same place you have some raised beds. You can do some in-ground gardening in the same place you have raised beds. Not everything is going to work for everyone. You got to know what's best for you and your space and what do you want to grow. Go. Yeah, that's a very good point. I would say you you made an interesting point about if you're amending it and adding things that maybe you're paying for those amendments and you're putting it in, you don't want the rain to just wash it away. So having contained mm-hmm. surrounded beds helps that. Um, you know, we've had no pest problems in seven years, five, five years. I don't want to say no, but we've I had, mean, okay. We've, Nothing to bother us. Right. Sure, I do a few think bugs eat some leaves here and there. Yeah, but. and I do attribute that though to our soil. But well, but I'm saying in it, th- these beds do make that easier, so it's not yeah. washing off into the walkways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it all depends. But I would say you know to your point, raised bed in a neighborhood or balcony or something. It's like that works because it's smaller. I mean, we kind of went crazy. These are 24. Yeah, it's a lot. Long beds. Yeah, and it's I mean it's nice for pictures like. Yeah. It's it's super swanky. Like it's, it's literally in front of our house. So well, we were like, let's go all out. We right. want this to be awesome. Yeah, it is in the front of our house. We can't really hide it. <laughs> like anyone that comes over, there's a garden. <laughs> like, hello. And sure. And again, you know, it's like we, we've added certain things over the years. And I mean, it's expensive. You don't have to do wood. I mean, some people, this is, can be more expensive, but I think will last you forever. You can do rock. I know people that make rock beds, or you can do cinder block. You can do what? I mean, there's there's different options out there. Um, I mean, ours is like we have tea lights all around it, and it's basically you could do a wedding in the middle. But I you mean, know why? Because awesome. I will say the garden. You know, the garden for me is a place like it can be like a, a really such a wonderful opportunity to connect with nature. And just get so many benefits by being out in the garden. So I do believe you want to make it beautiful to to a degree for what works for you. You want to make it a place that's inviting. You want it to be somewhere like Ava that she can enjoy and be there too. So that she grows with a love of nature and a love of gardening. Um, you don't want to just have it be like, oh, this is our garden. Have it be like a hot mess because you might not then be as encouraged to go out there. You want to make it a place you want to be in. So if that requires making like some little things to make it more beautiful, adding like a table, just something that says, hey, come to the garden, hang out, you know? Yeah, I I, I like being able to, um, somebody said something to me the other day and I was like, oh, that's such a sad thing. I think I told you this. Somebody, I posted a video of, I was watering one of the garden beds and somebody messaged me and said, oh, wow, I am so happy to see you watering your hand watering your garden beds i always thought to do a garden or to be a real gardener slash homesteader you had to do drip irrigation we planned that yeah we were gonna do it it's but but you but you don't have to right there's no rules i feel like there's no rules to gardening (laughs) like there's nothing you have to do or don't do you have to do what works for you. And I actually have liked the thought of hand watering and doing some of these methods because I have to then spend time there. I have to actually myself look at the plants and, and see how everything is doing. Um, and it's also super therapeutic. It's just like just getting your hands in the soil is so, so good for you. So as you're thinking about maybe 
gardening this year and like what kind of garden should you do? Think about what works for you, your space. And if it's raised beds, great. Think about our beds. Maybe they'll last you five years if you use pine. Maybe they won't. Um, We'll see how it goes for us. I don't know. I mean, I've told Jared many times, I think we, if, you know, we do, we pretty much do everything ourselves. So it takes a lot of time and effort. I would like to have in-ground gardening somewhere, you know, that we could plant a lot of like things, like just go wild with pumpkins and melons and do all these things. Yeah. But it's just, that takes a whole nother set of <laughs> planning and keeping up and all those things. So start small, dream big. We've said that before. I will continue to drive that home. Oh, here, let um, me do some dreaming big. Oh yeah. If you're listening and you're like, I have so much money. I do not know what to do with all this money. <laughs> oh wow. Like it's just stacking up on my <laughs> kitchen counter. <laughs> you're hilarious. Then here's what I would recommend you do. I would recommend you lay out a garden about 50 by 100. In the middle of this garden is a fire pit with chairs around it. Is this your dream Maybe it's a picnic table or something. And your raised beds are like 36 inches tall. Mm -hmm. Ours are like 10-ish, maybe 12. 12. 36 inches tall. They are made of thick cedar. They... Literally, you don't even have to bend over. It's like you're walking <laughs> through fields of grain and you can just, I'll take a little cilantro, thank you. And uh, go for it. Like, that would be, to me, like... Well, I would... Okay, hold on. Man. If we're dreaming big, you did. You just got very limited. I would do a gigantic greenhouse situation. In the middle? Yeah. Oh, that is fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good idea. Or maybe not in the middle, in the back, something. Whoever does to- this is listening, we'd like to come visit it. <laughs> <laughs> and we will not judge you. We'll just say way to use money you had to make something glorious. Yeah. If you have the money, you will Get never, you I feel like you will That's never right. regret putting it into a garden and in something outdoors because in something that gives back to you like a garden, I feel like that is a, a good use of funds yeah, per- personally, idea. personally greenhouse in the middle. Man, that's fancy. Oh, wow. You're really going out. Um, right before wow. I finish, do you want to say real quick, because I have gotten a ton of questions. How big are your raised beds? How do you make them? Do you want to give like a really quick and very easy way to make a raised yeah, bed in a, in a verbal a video, description? Right? Yeah, we'll make a video, but okay, here's what to- I do. I would go to home Depot or Lowe's or whatever your favorite store is that sells this stuff. And I would <laughs> buy, Eight foot long, two by twelves, and you buy basically three of them. Two will be for the sides; the other will be cut and put on the ends. And you just regular screws. You'll screw that all together. Now it's twelve inches. That's really nice and pretty. Then I'd buy a two by four. That's uh, eight. Probably you're gonna have to do this one ten feet long. You have to cut it off into little diagonal corners and you're going to wrap the top like you're framing a picture. And then it will look beautiful. Uh, it will serve as you could sit on it. Um, you might want to put a little stake in the middle. I would prefer inside the bed, like a little piece of two by four, probably that part you cut off. Then you cut the ends off so it's like a stake in the middle. Mm-hmm. You stake that down in the middle and then screw that to your bed. So that's so the bed doesn't expand out in the middle as water and rain and things make it expand. You don't want your beds to look like they're just bursting at the <laughs> seams. But then you've basically with three 
Now you could really do two 10 foot two by fours, one eight foot two by four, and three eight foot two by twelves, all untreated. That's going to cost you about 50 to 60 bucks per based bed. On prices we're paying right now per bed. And that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. And you can buy, obviously, beds like this, but they'll cost you at least twice that. Oh, at um, least probably three so, or four times that. Yeah, so it's like you know, if you are able to get it yourself and make you know one or two beds yourself, I mean that's a great start, and that'll give you a pretty good like life of gardening in that bed. You can grow a lot, especially in that. yeah, you can grow a lot in that amount of space, and so just just start, just start somewhere. If you don't know where to start, just start somewhere. If you're thinking about gardening this year, I would say do it, <laughs> and you don't have to. Here's here's the most simple of everything. You don't have to do any of that. If you are just totally like, I have zero clue, just grab you some pots. Pots. Get the pots. You can actually do a ton in a pot. You can put like a trellis in your pot that goes up and you can grow vertical. You can grow cucumbers up. You can grow like, there's so many things you can do in a pot where you don't even have to get a garden bed. That's right. So just start somewhere, get your hands in the soil. Um, and we'll just keep sharing our experience and what we're learning as we're continuing. We're adding actually new beds this year and adding, you know, doing a little more. So we'll see if that works and we'll share and hopefully it's helpful. So that if you're is listening and you're like, we have this $50,000 glass metal greenhouse. We don't know what to do with like an Send observatory. To Georgia. We will take it. Take it. We will take your glass greenhouse. Thank <laughs> you very much. All right. Have the best time getting outside and we will talk to you soon. 